Welcome to JPI 5, a podcast featuring five questions and five answers regarding the California water industry, risk pools, risk management, and more. To support 5, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, share episodes with others, and leave us a review. Five stars, of course. Thank you for listening. Now, please welcome our host and guest for today. Well, welcome back to another episode of JPI 5. Today we have a special topic on AI, and we have two special guests here, Cassie Crittenden, HR Specialist with JPA, and Molly Quirk, Communication and Outreach Specialist. I am Kevin Phillips, Director of Member Outreach, and I will be hosting today. So for our first question for our panelists, how has the integration of AI, specifically ChatGPT, enhanced communication and decision-making processes within your respective roles at Aqua JPA? And I'm going to turn it over to Cassie. Well, thank you, Kevin. I'm excited to be on the podcast today as I use ChatGPT quite frequently in my position as HR specialist. So getting to your question one, enhanced communication, I mean, for me personally, ChatGPT has given me talking points when I'm going into leading meetings or groups. For example, we have our HR group meetings a couple times a year. And so this last HR group meeting, I wanted to debrief with the JPIA staff that attended. And so I went straight to ChatGPT and said, how do I debrief this type of meeting? What type of questions do I ask the staff? And so for me right there, it's helped kind of my communication style and things I can talk to others about, giving me great points. So that's for me, Molly. I have found chat GPT to be pretty revolutionary in how I do my position as communication specialist. There was a lot of discussion when AI, the start or early 2023 about the implications of, and it was very specific to communications and marketing, because it can arguably replace certain roles such as a copywriter or even a copy editor. For those who are not don't have a communications and marketing background, copy editing and copywriting is any type of written content. So anything from a tagline that you see on your cereal box to longer form articles. And ChatGPT, quite frankly, (laughs) accomplishes those type of writing tasks quite well. However, it certainly, in my opinion, cannot be used as a replacement for communication staff. And it should not be relied on as a tool to essentially, I don't want to say plagiarize or fake work, but that is, I think, in some cases, the risk that's there, right? So I definitely like to use it as a tool to, if there's a writer's block going on or If there's kind of that first draft, especially when it comes to social media, written content, it's a starting off point, but I encourage especially our members who maybe have a full-time communication staff person 
I mean, I mean, it kind of goes without saying, but you do have to take what you have done with ChatGBT and go over it carefully. The tone of the voice and the written work that comes from ChatGBT, it is obvious that it is from ChatGBT, in my opinion. It hasn't gotten that advanced just yet. So what I'm hearing is that you're seeing some efficiencies, but obviously it's not replacing at this point the human side of putting together documents or, or any type of other resources that maybe we can use. How do you see this kind of affecting our members in the water industry? I think that on a communication standpoint, a lot of our members are still addressing the challenge of staffing for this specific area, communicating with the ratepayers. And I know that we have members who their social media platforms are run by administrative people whose role isn't specific to communications. And there is a possibility that it lends itself to assisting those people who wear many hats and who maybe do not have the time quite yet due to their staffing to have a full-time communications person. However, again, I want to say this all with the caveat of there really can be no true replacement for people power. And it's certainly, it should be looked at as an aid versus a substitute. And Cassie, how about from the HR perspective from our member districts? I mean, ChatGPT has really helped create more efficiencies by just cutting down the research time on certain topics. So before ChatGPT, I would probably research a topic for a couple of hours on 10, 11 different sites, and it's very time consuming. You go to ChatGPT, as long as you're very specific with what you're asking it, it provides really great ideas. You may need to fact check some of those ideas. However, it has just cut down time immensely, whether you're researching interview questions, roundtable discussions, how to better communicate with teams, what is an onboarding survey look like you know you can use it for anything so again i use it as a resource not the only resource but it does provide information very quickly which has been really helpful in my job so it sounds like it can kind of help solve problems that you're trained to research and really kind of get those answers back quickly but maybe you still have to do a little bit more digging to make sure those answers that are coming back are actually factually correct mm-hmm. and then Kind of looking out into the future, how do you see our members and including JPIA using AI for problem solving and for basically uh, working in the industry into the future? I think that what Cassie just said is very applicable to this. When you are communicating with the public, first of all, I mean, our agency being a special district is beholden to the Brown Act. So we have um, certain responsibilities when it comes to providing public information, particularly as far as minutes go and details about our meetings in advance. And I think that many of our members, if not all of them, are beholden to some of those same rules. 
And this could certainly be an avenue that, like Cassie says, cuts down on that time. There are AI platforms outside of ChatGPT that are very great, or they've really gotten advanced when it comes to transcripts. So you can take that transcript from a meeting and arguably create meeting minutes in a much more efficient manner. So that's the first thing that I could see maybe being very helpful. The other thing is when it comes to research, you're taking very complex, sometimes water policy changes and trying to get them down to a person living in your locality that maybe isn't interfacing with your agency that often. And so you have a very, very finite amount of time to capture their attention and explain to them maybe why their rates are changing or something that's a little bit more complex. And I think that it can be used as a tool to take that more complex subject that takes a long time to research and get it down to a soundbite so you can provide that information to the citizens that you serve. So we've talked all about the great things with AI. So that's maybe the next topic we can talk about is some of the things that our members are worried about is some of the things to be aware of when it comes to AI and about how to kind of not only define what AI is, but putting parameters around that for the use of AI to make sure that we're using it in the best way possible. So any comments or suggestions maybe for our members out there about what to be aware of when they're using AI in their organization? So from like an HR standpoint, be very careful if you are uploading information into an AI system. You do not want to upload anything personal and identifying. You do not want to upload anything confidential to your organization, any intellectual property. There is many legal cases and many pending right now where companies have, employees have inadvertently done that and are now in, you know, pending lawsuits. So you just have to be very careful. I haven't put anything in. I've only requested to be (laughs) extracted information. So you want to be careful there. You want to be careful if you do end up using AI to screen candidates. I mean, I wouldn't recommend, honestly, to use any AI to screen candidates, but I know there's many organizations out there trying to capitalize on this right now. Be careful with bias. Be careful with discrimination. Ultimately, the employer is responsible for any type of discrimination, not the agent that you utilize. So be careful there. Again, I would just recommend using at least ChatGPT just to generate some new ideas. That's what I use it for. Give me a new idea on an interview question for this position or, hey, this position, what are competencies we should be looking for for this candidate? Or, hey, I'm about to create an agenda for this topic. Can you help give me an idea for an agenda? I would just look at it as a resource for ideas. I would just be careful on the other stuff and always consult with your legal if you're starting to use AI. And then from a communication standpoint, I know we've heard a lot of great things about using it from the positive. How about on the communication side, things to be aware of? I know that this is something that most major academic institutions are still grappling with at the moment. And that is, of course, when it comes to plagiarism and what is you or your agency's own proprietary work. I think 
I was also almost nervous answering this question right next to HR because it's so true that right now what we're seeing is this transition and so many organizations are in the process of kind of creating these policies. But I will echo what Cassie said, which is that individual or protected information for your agency should never, <laughs> never put that out. Really, it is about using it as a tool to extract versus input. And what I think when it comes to communications is really key is that fact-checking. I would not assume that a question that you ask chat GPT and get a very solid answer, you're going to have to go back and you know revisit that information. Chat GPT does have functions where it can cite sources, but ultimately it's not foolproof and you need to do your due diligence, especially if you are dealing with public information and matters of record to be sure that what you are citing is verified from a reputable source. So again, just using it in a way to kind of be creative, but not to be the end product of what we're trying to create at the end of the day, using it so it creates efficiencies, but not for 100% accuracy to rely on. There's also a whole bunch of other platforms that are out there that are being developed. It's just not ChatGPT at this point in time, but I know Microsoft has their own coming out. And even Siri truly is a AI product that we get uh, mm-hmm. information from. So, so making sure that we're staying up to date on all of the products out there that are being used and then really making sure that we're informing our employees or our members about the positive side of these, but also really focusing to make sure that we're not using these for bad and so that we're, we're using them responsibly is really where it's coming down to. I know that there's a lot of talk about policy out there and looking for policies, and I think these policies still are in the draft mode because we're wrapping our heads around what truly AI is. And then once we truly understand that, then we're going to be able to kind of put some parameters around these different things. So with that, I will give each one of you guys an opportunity to kind of follow up. And in this, is there anything more that you would like to talk about on AI? I do just have one thing I was reminded of. We are a risk management agency or we facilitate risk management practices. And I am reminded of our cyber risk programs and specific to phishing. This is not your staff who hopefully are doing this, but Phishing email attacks have gotten more advanced since the chat GPT and AI has become more commonly used. They are getting really, really great at sending emails that sound like real people. So final word is do alert your agency staff that some of these emails that might sound like internal people or external vendors, be very, very careful that those are actual (laughs) emails. Use your no before tab. No before, (laughs) yes. I would 
would just say HR folks out there, be careful, of course, how you use it, but it is a great, efficient tool. And if you haven't tried it, play around with it. Talk to your internal stakeholders, see how you guys can use it for your benefit. All righty. Well, thank you very much. I want to thank our guests, Cassie and Molly, for their expertise on this topic. And I want to thank all our listeners out there for tuning in to another episode of JPIA. And if you have any comments or questions, please either don't hesitate to reach out to us directly or leave them in the feedback. Thank you very much. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you for listening to JPI 5. Remember to leave us a five-star review, comment, or subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. If you have a topic or guest speaker you would like us to feature or a question you would like to learn more about, please send us an email at podcast at aquajpia.com. Until our next episode, thank you for making us a part of your day.